Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives in Focus, where we talk to the people, the industries, the ideas, and the technology that are making positive strides within society. Today, my guest is Joshua Kramer. Joshua is the creator of The Unicorn in You. It's a personal growth and development perspective that emphasizes five key principles as the foundation for peace and joy. He is also the managing partner at the Kramer Chandler Real Estate Firm. He's also an active member of Young Presidents Organization, which is an American-based worldwide leadership community for chief executives. Today is a good day for Joshua. I am, I am thrilled and honored to have him on the show today, and he will explain a little bit more. But first and foremost, let's bring the man of the hour on, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Kramer, how are you, sir? How are you, my friend? Great to be here with you, James. I appreciate you having me. Definitely, sir. Definitely today. Look, not just palindrome. What is it? Two, two and, and all of that. But, um, you know, it just, it's a once in a lifetime day. But today, the unicorn in you hits your shelves, right? That's right. Yeah. 2-22-22 was a day I kind of had out there is when I was hopeful the book could release. And so I just got them from the publishers. I showed you earlier. They came out and I'm super excited. They're available, but really happy to kind of be kicking off the promotional uh, time and tour with you, but really just have a great conversation today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations on that. And, you know, once in a lifetime, you plan today to, to launch the book. You foresight right there. I'm going to need to get the lotto numbers from you, right? Because <laughs> if you've got that that kind of wherewithal and, and you and me both, <laughs> I love it. Look, I, I gave the 35,000 foot level kind of monologue introduction of you. Tell my audience exactly who Joshua Kramer is, please. I would love to have that dialogue first. So by profession, I've been in the real estate business 25 years, but that's not at all how I identify myself. I am originally from Northern Jersey. I'm a Northeasterner. I have lived in New York City, South Florida, went to school in Washington, D.C., but I consider myself more of a citizen of the world. And I say that humbly because my passion is travel and through travel, I've tried to find different ways, perspectives of 
kind of seeing the world, seeing life a little differently, but really trying to find a path to peace and joy. I've always enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed, I think, more than anything else, being in the background, I'm more of an observer. I, uh, I think I have an extroverted ability, but by nature, I'm more introverted. And by writing this book, I think I found a path that I know has helped me and I hope will help others too. Amazing. Now, that's very interesting perspective, right? For someone to kind of consider themselves an introvert, to write a book, write a manuscript, write a, a, a framework or a guideline for being more, I'm going to say being more social, be, being more uh, of an active citizen of the world. And, and that's kind of how I look at this, right? From a personal growth perspective, you got to look introspectively, obviously, at yourself. But then how do, how do you then turn that into being more open, being, being more accessible, being, being more uh, relatable to the folks around you? So that, that's a very interesting personality trait for someone who is more on themselves, but then how, how do I then spread that good energy out as I, as I engage with other folks? T tell me a little bit about that, because that, that's an interesting paradox there. No question. And there's another piece to it that, you know, I'll, I'll share with you that is, is a bit more personal as well. There are elements of this book that I kind of set the foundation for, and it is a foundation for being rather than doing. But in my introduction, I talk about some of my personal struggles through uh, mental health and sadness and depression. And candidly, that was a challenge for me to put out there. In fact, today, as I've, you know, this book is available, but over the past couple of weeks, I've shared it with friends and family, and I felt very exposed. And obviously, I did so knowingly, yeah. but I didn't realize how exposed I would feel. And many of them, you know, gave me great feedback, but said, we weren't aware. We didn't know. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, certainly there are elements of, mental well-being that are easy to hide. Uh, when you're introverted, I think you figure out ways to hide them. So that's the first part of it. When you when you had asked, how does, you know, is someone who's more prone to introvert introversion write a book like this? But writing it ended up being more cathartic, I think, in a lot of ways. Interesting. It was it was therapeutic. And I made the comment to someone recently, if this helps one person, I'll be thrilled. And it's already helped one, it's helped me. And so I'm happy about that. And, you know, I think I wrote it out of self-preservation and now I'm, I'm happy to share it with others. You know what? I, I'm glad you said that because I was, I was going to lead into that, right? There's nothing wrong with being selfish. And, and if you found right. peace, if you found some, some sort of uh, reconnection again with what matters to you out of actually writing it down, yeah, it's good to have it in your head, right? But once you actually wrote it down and then you found something and got, got out of your own words, you won already, right? That, that's, that's right. That's, that's pretty cool. No question. And it's funny because the genre, of course, you know, I consider a personal growth and development, mm -hmm. but it really would be considered in the self-help space. And this book has, the feedback I've gotten is that it's an unself-help book, you know, for two reasons, okay. of course, is, is one is that it doesn't feel like a process. So many self-help books that I've read give you the direction on this is the path, this is what you have to do, and this is the only way. And I think that there are a multitude of ways to get there. There's no one size fits all. And so from that perspective, it is very unself-help. There's no specific approach given. It's, it's, it's a guideline. But the other reason is that the principles I share are about selflessness. Yes. And so the common thread there is about how do we do more for others and not just focus on ourselves. So a lot of full circle here. Here I'm talking about selfishly. I write it for myself, but 
really about being more selfless. I, lo I love that. And I, I want to, again, dive a little bit deeper into that. I'm, I'm going to get to the principles. And, and I, I know that there is a conscious reasoning for the order of the principles. And I want to get into that yeah. specifically as well. But you touched on, on something there. And I, I want to talk to you about why you felt the need, right, for a different perspective for personal growth and personal development. You know, you go to Barnes and Nobles, you go to Borders. Is Borders still around? I don't know. Well, I, I mentioned you, Borders the other day, but I don't think it is. <laughs> you, you go to all, you go to Amazon Books, and you see a lot of a lot of other other books within this category, and 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 they have different different perspectives. They have they have different uh, tools and guidelines and and wherewithals in terms of how to accomplish X, Y, and Z mindset or, or, or goal. Why, when you, when you looked at all of that, that was already available, did you feel that, let me put my name on the shelf, right? What, let, let me put my, my, and, and not my spin on it, but my, my different thought pattern and my mindset out here. And, and how can this help folks? Why would someone grab my book as opposed to grab the, the book from this other author kind of thing? I think the genesis of this for me started almost two years ago. It's amazing to think we're talking now pandemic is March of 2020. We're about two years. Amazing to think. Feels like longer. It was around that time that, like everyone, I felt this sense of anxiety and worry and just confusion, quite honestly. And I was looking for something to hold on to. And I was trying to recall so many of the methodologies that I had studied, and nothing came back to me instinctively. Everything felt like it was more of an unnatural process. That's the best way I could describe it, that it felt like it was something that I had to think more about and didn't come to me very instinctively. And that's when the idea came was, what if I just had a sense of being, sort of these principles that could make me feel like I could latch onto in a way without having to think too much. And that my first breakthrough then to your question was this idea that in order to be light, this feeling of lightness that I wanted, I first had to be solid. And so that's how the basis for this foundation came. And so to, you know, throw my hat in the ring, so to speak, it was more out of not seeing what I really needed at the time. Now, fast forward, I worked on the manuscript through the summer of 2020, and it just wasn't right. I couldn't connect with it. And it took me until probably the beginning of last year that I picked it up again. And I felt like, no, you know what? I have something to say. I think it's going to be useful. And I know it can help me. And probably a few months later, I got the confidence to say, okay, I'll put this out there for everyone else. So that that's kind of where it began. I love that. I love, and, and I, I want to, I don't want to gloss over what you just said. And, and I hope folks that are listening and, and watching this on the replay, Joshua said, in order to be light, he himself had to be solid. Man, that, that right there, right. That that's, that's golden right there. So, and, and we can go off into a ton of tangents if you want, but I'm, I'm sure you got things to do today because, you know, it's book release day, but I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you too much long, but, but that's, that's a very, very profound statement to, to, to say right there. And again, I, I have a lot of conversations about mental health, mental awareness and, 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 and being true to oneself and, and just that right there in order for you to be light, you had you and yourself from your foundation had to be solid. So I, I love so that. I've been speaking to many people about this book, sharing it, and sort of advance and build up for it. And everyone has latched on to certain things. And the phrase that you just identified that I, you know, shared with you, to me is the essence of the book. Yeah, that to me was the breakthrough. That's something that I lean on every day, this feeling of lightness. And for, for all of us, it means something different. But it's 
the idea of just feeling this weight off of us, the expectation, all the burdens that we carry. And I felt like, okay, I want to have that feeling of being free and light. In order to do that, I needed to be solid within first. And wow. that's really the essence of the book. I mean, the principles are universal. I think everyone will connect with them. I think it has resonance. Mm-hmm. But the phrase you picked on, that's that's what my book is about. To be light, you first have to be solid. I love it. I love it. Let me throw some of these comments on, on the screen here. Carolyn Hicks, this is my mom here. She is checking this. My, my parents oh. are checking this out. So she says, writing a book is defining yourself because when you put it on paper, it helps the flowing of your truth, feeling uh, starts starts flowing out. So thank you, Mom, for that. That's actually a good absolutely statement. Absolutely right, Mrs. Hicks. You are absolutely right. All right, let, let's let's get into it. Let, let's get into these principles of the the unicorn in you, and again, the the conscious um, positioning of them. Let, let, let's start with number one, and and tell us the backstory. I, I know the, a little bit of the backstory of why this is number one, and and how and why that kind of resonates with you. Uh, probably three months before I, the pandemic and this whole idea began, I was at a luncheon, great luncheon with Ryan Holiday, who was talking about his book. And he asked, what matters most uh, in, in your life? What's your North Star? And I didn't really think much of it. I just kind of spoke up and said, I think kindness is everything to me. I really believe that. I hadn't really thought about what principles guided me. I had a great exchange with him afterwards during the the presentation and it just stayed with me that idea of kindness and as you said in the book i write a little bit more about it but i lead into that first principle by saying it all begins with kindness and i believe there's never a shortage of it Uh, we could always have more of it Mm -hmm. and for me kindness really still is everything there's a great quote by the dalai lama um when in doubt be kind it's when when it's possible always be kind it's always possible yeah. And so I think that kind of says it all. And especially today um, in, yeah. in the world today. Let me let me, let me again pivot just a little bit, because I, I wanted to ask again with the change of the world. Right. The whole planet has stopped. Yeah. Right. And not not just Jersey, not just California, yeah. <laughs> not, not not just here, here and there. But the whole planet has 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 stopped and had to adjust. I don't I don't I don't like the phrase new normal. Like, but but again, we, we've had to go through some some change. How has, has that kind of affected that principle and, and, and the other four uh, in terms of after you wrote the book, does, does the order change or ha- has your mindset, your mentality changed? Because again, th- there's been some good and there's been some bad, right? With, within these past 17 months or so. Um, and people are needing to have, I, I believe people are needing to have this type of a conversation and to have yeah. this type of a manuscript hit shelves and hit their shopping carts and, and purchases today because of so much that, that has gone on within society. So, so again, I guess long, long question short here, has COVID kind of affected your core principles in any particular way? Well, first of all, I'll say, I knew we had a lot in common because I don't like the phrase new normal either. <laughs> uh, I don't know what normal is. I know that I'm not, and that's okay, but I don't know what the new normal is. I don't believe that there is such a thing. Yeah. And, you know, relative to kindness, you know, in many ways, we'll get to the second principle of gratitude, but I still think kindness is key. I think kindness is everything. I think that, you know, when it all boils down to, we need to be grateful for all we have in our lives and many of the other things I'll discuss, but kindness to ourselves and kindness to others. And it really is that simple. I talk about ways of getting there. I, I talk about, you know, certainly why it leads us to peace and joy, but also then how to achieve that. 
And one of them is obviously to release our judgments of people. And I think that we all forget that we all have a great sense of imagination. And often it's as simple as putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And we always say, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. I've always believed that you never know what goes on behind anyone's closed doors. And when we make assumptions about what people, you know, approach it with a little bit level of objectivity and perhaps some imagination, but just a, 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 a non-judgmental sense of kindness. Wow. I love that. I love that. Appreciate that as well. Um, kindness. Number two, you alluded to as well. Number two, let's get, let's get into that. Gratitude. Easiest, easiest thing to incorporate and get started with. And I'm a newcomer to gratitude. I went on a great retreat about four years ago. And from it, I developed a gratitude practice. It was twofold. One was, okay, what do you write? What are three things that you appreciate about your day? What are three things you appreciate about yourself? And it was the latter that really helped me develop a sense of self-compassion. But the former helped me to discover different ways and practices. And I love hearing from people. How do you go, you know, practice your gratitude? You know, I think there's no wrong way. The only wrong way would be not to do it at all. Exactly. And even if it's a, a simple pause and uh, at a moment at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, but just some sort of recognition. I think gratitude is really recognition. And for me, one thing I came to from this perspective was this idea of for me, not to me. And things happening for us and being grateful for all that that happens and not feeling like a victim that they happen to us. So that's one element of gratitude that I think can be really helpful. And certainly it's in vogue these days to be present in the moment. But that's a very easy way, of course, to develop more gratitude. Definitely. Definitely. Now, when, when you say gratitude as well, uh, again, I, I know we're, we're talking about from, from a personal and, and um, individual's perspective, but yeah. uh, and, and I guess let me let me ask this one 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 of the things that I that I have have kind of consciously worked on again since the world has stopped is every week reaching out to someone who I haven't reached out to in a long time, text message, phone call, email, whatever the case may be, and just say thank you for being in my life, right? Just just sending. I literally have an app called Streaks on my app, <laughs> and 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 each each week, you know. James, have you reached out to an, someone new this particular week to show that gratitude for them being within my life? And, and again, okay. there, there's value in that as well. Yeah, we want to be introspective and we want to make sure that we take care of ourselves and we're looking after 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 the individual. But right. if I don't call it's, Joshua it's, yeah. once a month a month and just say, how are you doing, man? I mean, just I'm thinking about you and, and really not expect anything out of that. That's right. It's right. not for its own sake. Yeah. And what's been the reception when you do that? I'm sure some of it is surprise in a way. It, it is. It is. It is. You know, what, what's is it, everything all right? Is it, are you okay right. with what's going on? But but again, it's it's just really just to, to have that one touch point. It, it helps me. It helps them. And I think it just puts that positive energy out there in, in the world just to do that one one task. That's beautiful. That's oh. something that I have made a point to do this year. I don't think I've done it very well, but um I like that app that you're mentioning. So that'll I'll, be something I'll, I'll have to take to a look at. App, right? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. See, we, we game of, I gamify it. So, you know, make sure right. that I, I keep my streaks going. So, okay. I, well, I you know, know, it's interesting because you mentioned also this this time in the world and even the past two years and in, in the relationship with gratitude to it. I found that I've become more connected to nature through this time. Okay. And it's, and it's by gratitude. I think that maybe there's a sense of mindfulness that I perhaps lacked beforehand and obviously 
March of 2020 when I was in the house, couldn't leave, didn't know what we could do or touch or be around people. Yeah. I remember going outside and seeing everyone and we're all kind of waving to each other with really just, you know, this sense of, of gratitude and wonder, looking at the trees, looking at the leaves coming back. Yeah. And nature has that power. And I was never connected to it in that way before. That, that's 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 pretty cool because as we were talking about, and for folks who are again catching the replay and, and going to watch that afterwards, Joshua and I were talking. You know, I, I just got folks who know me know I have two places on the planet that that I am absolutely in love with. One is Yosemite, and the other one is Mendocino. And just literally got back last night from from Mendocino. And when I get there, the first thing I have to do is walk out on the bluff, look at the ocean, and just pause. Right. Everything else just just goes away. And, and, I, and I need to just be within that moment, be within the the awe of nature, be within the awe of, of the surrounding and, and 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 bring that in. So I completely agree with that. Right. Again. And, and for a while, I, I'd never really appreciated those aspects of life. Right. Just being able to see the colors, being able to hear the sounds, being able to be in different environments and. I really, I completely resonate with that statement right there. Cause, cause yeah, man, I'm, I, yeah. I just left 24 hours ago, but I'm, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> I bet you shared that with me before. And I was envious. And I think that I do give a warning in the book that in order to do and have that kind of experience that you had, you may have to put your phone down. You may have to look up from the phone, um, but it'll be worth it. It is. I, and I, I love the fact that when I go that we have no cell service, right? So right. I, it's, you have to, it's, it's, it's conscious and, and it's, it's deliberate. Um, let's, let's get into, so kindness, gratitude, I, I, I like them all, but I, I like number three. Let's, let's get into number three. Here. Yeah. Uh, you know, this to me is very straightforward. I was at an event back in uh, November in, in Miami and very prominent personal growth development speaker talked about his process. And again, very successful, but it was a real process and I couldn't wrap my head around it. And he started to dig into integrity, really picking at it, saying that, you know, who knows what integrity really is and let's, you know, unpack it and break it down. And I'm thinking integrity, either you have it or you don't. And to me, there's there's no gray area. That's the beauty of it. And a very quick story, you know, my grandfather, he, he passed away when I was 24 years old, but he was important in my life. As I mentioned, I'm in a family real estate business that's 100 years old this year. He said one thing to me that I always remember, and that is your word is your bond. And it's that simple. I mean, it, it really is. When you shake someone's hand, it either means something or it doesn't. And so that to me is the beauty of integrity. Again, it's not for its own sake. It has real meaning. And whether you're in business, whether you're in your personal life, do you do what you say you're going to do? Yeah. So I was going to go into that later, but you you, you brought it up at a perfect time because it was going to end. It's obviously not a conflict of interest, but again, you're you're in within the real estate firm that, that you're managing partner for, for and having the relationship to the firm that you do, <laughs> being a, being the being the family business, having that integrity, being 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 out there and talking to potential clients and investors, and and in case maybe, not only is it your signature on on the line your name on the line it's your it's your heritage on the line how, how does that kind of elevate your need to make sure that every time you get out there in front of a room or in front of a potential client or an investor or, or a potential purchaser that you walk the talk and live the principles in and of it yourself because again it, it, you're not just signing on on the bottom line 
Right. When, when you say Kramer Chandler, well, guys, just, his name is Joshua Kramer. <laughs> his name is on the building as well. Talk to me a little bit about it, but that responsibility of living up to these principles as well. It's a great question, and I and I share that certainly on our corporate website. I talk about maintaining the principles of our heritage. I feel like that's the responsibility. Any success may or may not have pales in comparison to how I do things rather than necessarily what I do. I really believe that, and it's a it's a it's a fine line. And I think you really highlighted it just perfectly. There's a balance between getting up and saying to people, "Hey, listen, we're honest. We have integrity. You can trust us." That's the type of thing that you really have to show it, right? You, can, you can't really speak it. It's, it's actions more than words when it comes to integrity. I mean, that's built up over time. And you really have certainly one reputation, and I believe that. I'd always rather, and I, I, I think that I always have, do the right thing, uh, regardless of how a, how a deal turns out. But for me, I think that integrity is the, is the type of thing that, you're constantly developing and, and working on and growing. You really, you can't make a misstep there. And that's why, you know, when I say, when you shake someone's hand, it means something. Yeah. It's almost like even on the person, on a personal level, right? When we say, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes you get together with friends and we're so prone to canceling right yeah. now. It's so easy. Yeah. Or I'm running late. I, I'm old enough to know that, you know, I went to college. We didn't have emails. We didn't have cell phones. We said we were going to be somewhere. We were there. That's true. And I think that we were happy. I was, I'm fortunate at least to have had that experience. And it's such a small thing, but it's really not. It's just the idea of doing what you say you're going to do. Where did we lose that? Right. Did, did we, there, there's a there's a point on the timeline of, of society where we lost that. And, and again, yeah. I'm not sure if. It's it's upbringing. I'm not sure if it's Gen uh, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever the case may be. I don't know if it's East Coast, West Coast, folks who have stamps in the passport, whatever. I come from a military family, right? My, my father was in the Air Force for 26 plus years. And every year and a half, I was in a different state or a different country. So I, I got to experience different different nationalities, different different organizations, different continents, different, different cultures and things of like that. So I have an appreciation for what I have or what I don't have here at home. Right. And I, I just wonder, I'm, I'm seeing, help me the doubting Thomas right now to, right. to, to find out you know, where has society faltered? Why, why is it such a, such a hard lesson to teach gratitude, integrity, kindness to what we're seeing prominently on, on the news today? Or let me, so let me, let me pivot with this. Are we just seeing a subsection of it? Are we just seeing the the um, what's newsworthy as opposed to what's really happening out there in the world? What are, are we just seeing the the edge cases? Uh, you know what I mean? That's a lot in there, and you're yeah, you're I, spot on. You yeah. have you have pinpointed something that I think is at the heart of so much that gives people angst right now. I yeah. mean, when you really cut through, right? Because we talk about what's newsworthy. Um, what is deemed to be newsworthy and where have we potentially lost it or have we perceived to have lost it? You said a couple things in there that really strike me. And I had a conversation yesterday. We talked about you know, with, a, with a great group of folks saying you can always tell when someone's traveled or has, you know, seen the world. Mm. And obviously, in you know, you and I chatting, I know you've traveled. Yeah. And 
people don't realize that by traveling, you develop a diversity of thought or an exposure to that. It's not just, again, for the sights and the experiences and the pictures. It's for the exposure to the diversity of thought. Yes. And I think that while travel has become easier, perhaps that emphasis on finding those experiences rather than immersing yourself has maybe eroded some of that. The other thing I'll throw out there, and I have to confess, I'm not a great technology person, but I think technology has made it easier to perhaps find excuses in ways. Yes. Not going to be there on time. Let me try to find something else. I'll, I'll you know, another sh small example. I don't know about you, but um, I find that I like having a phone conversation with someone rather than just a text, particularly if it's meaningful. Yes. And I get emails and texts from, you know, decisions not to go forward with something. And oftentimes I'll say, I wish you just would have picked up the phone and called me. You know, I think it's, there are the right ways of doing it. And perhaps it's our generation of how we felt it was. And I don't know that that is uh, deemed the same thing to be acceptable now, right? I'll send a text, I'll send an email. Um, sorry, can't make it, won't do it. And, you know, I don't know the answer, but that could be one perspective. You, I battle with this all the time, right? Because by profession and by trade and education, I'm in the enterprise technology field. And, and I really do have, have, have challenges with this. this. This is part of something I struggle with weekly. Uh, that social media aspect, right? The very short attention span, the need to have information all the time, the constant act. Look, we, we grew up when TV went off at midnight, right? right? When, when, when there were three channels, when TV went off, when you had to get a newspaper to find out what was happening in the world, as opposed to a, a text message saying, this is happening in, in Russia and Ukraine, right, right? We didn't know about it until 11 o'clock when Walter got on or when we got the, the paper the next day. Yeah. And that really is eroding in, in my, in my humble opinion, my perspective, kind, kind of some of that, that uh, I'm kind of going into the next principle here, <laughs> but I love it, it, it. it kind of erodes some of that humility. It kind of erodes right. some of that uh, being in the moment and really being, being um, a acknowledgement of the relationships that you have with folks, because again, you, you, you put them to the side and, can, and kind of, as you were saying, you, 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 you don't make the effort to be with the ones that matter to you. You say, well, you know what, let me just send, let me just, instead of making that phone call, you just send that quick email as opposed to writing in an actual letter anymore. It's, it's something You're less personal. Right. It's an, it's an emoji or it's, it's a thumbs up or whatever the case, right? We, we see, we seem to be losing our identity because yeah. of technology. Yeah, there's a lot of pros, a lot of pros to technology, right? Again, by, by right. again, you know. Oh, absolutely. And you're a tech person and yeah. you're successful in that space. And that's why I'm curious and I'm fascinated to get your take on it. But you're spot on. I mean, do we say I love you or do you send a heart? Yeah. Right? Or, or, or do you like, do like, like me? That? And I will, I will admit, I, I, I go with the, the lazy way and I just do the one, four, three to my wife, right? Because the one, one, four, four, three. <laughs> that's okay if that's a shorthand, but here's an even better one. And you know, the idea of our texting now we've, we've even shorthanded that response with yeah. um, liking or loving that rather yes. than even responding to that. Yeah. I don't know the last time you got a handwritten note, but when I do, I'm always surprised, but also I feel like I'm, you know, taken back in time in many ways. And I love it, whether it's, hey, had a great lunch with you. I just wanted to know how much you mean to me. And I've gotten notes like that recently. And and I hold on to those cards. 
and because it means something. Someone yeah. took the time to do that. It took a little bit more time and maybe a little more thought. Um, it doesn't make us thoughtless to go use technology, but it is something worth exploring because, you know, the generation before us is getting older and we're, we're, we're next. And so <laughs> not for, not for, uh, you know, not, not too long though. But, but you know, the, the, this conversation and, and the principles within this book cause hopefully are, are going to cause people definitely causing me to, to again, pause and to reflect on look, just folks, this isn't rocket science. Okay. What, what, what Joshua was writing down is nothing. He didn't, he didn't just discover fire. Right. But but what he did, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but again, I'm going to come from third person looking in. What, but what you have done is really make it understandable, uh, make it relatable, me, make it actionable for everyone. Thank you. I regardless appreciate that. Regardless of background, regardless of education, regardless of regardless of regardless. Right? You, you get to right. these core principles and actually implement the kindness gratitude, integrity. What's number four? Humility. But I'm going to use regardless of regardless, and I will attribute it to you, but I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I, I That's a great phrase. I just want 2% off the top. You know, that's Fine. all I want. 2%, 2 no, off the top. No problem. But I'm, I'm so grateful for you saying that even about this book because, and I said at the outset, we are here to talk, you know, about the book. I really just wanted to talk to you and your audience. Yeah. You know, there is a sense that I had, and I positioned when I talked to the publisher, I said, I just want you to know, this is not groundbreaking. This is not earth shattering stuff. I do think it's back to basics. And I think that's sometimes a good thing. And I do think it's universal. And to your point, regardless of regardless, I think that this will resonate with anyone who, regardless of where you are in your journey even. Mm -hmm. And so when I get into humility, humility really to me has to do with this idea of understanding our significance or insignificance in the world. And I think, you know, as we go back to technology, we talk about, you know, uh, putting ourselves on Facebook and Instagram and social media and all these great ways of connecting. But understanding deep down, though, that we're all very small and tiny and ephemeral and there's something bigger than us. And it doesn't even have to be in a spiritual way. Just understanding that the universe is very big mm. and and yet we are still very all special and we're unique and that's to be celebrated as well. But um, I appreciate you showing up on the screen on unicorn.com, this idea of very simply, this feeling of inner calm and balance and harmony. To be light, you first have to be solid and to focus more on being rather than doing. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, folks, the book is available today, 2222. <laughs> I will definitely... You see the link under underneath Joshua's name, kind of in his lower third, but in the description, I will make sure that you have the link to where you can you can get your copy. Um, before we go into the, that last principle, I'm, I'm already so yeah, it's released today, and I'm already asking for new deliverables and action items. <laughs> There's got to be an audio book. You, you you you've got to read this. Yeah. So when I go to the gym, and 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 I've got my other podcast going, I I need you in my ear reading reading this book is is that something that that you consider doing as well if you don't if you can since you have the best voice on radio and television and podcasting if you won't read it then yes i will do it it is in the works i think people would much rather hear you than me but i agree with you i think that there is something that would it would have deeper resonance hearing it because so much of it what i 
exploring it are through very timeless parables, yeah. which I think I've already heard from people. Wow, I haven't heard this one before. Quotes that we can all really connect with. There's a beautiful Maya Angelou quote that I use in the first really introduction when we were talking about mentioned during the COVID time. I'm sure you heard it so much. People are saying, ah, it's just like Groundhog Day. Yeah. And it felt so cynical to me. Yeah. And so I quote Maya Angelou who said, today is a beautiful day. I've never seen this one before. Yes. And I felt like that perspective was so lacking during the past couple of years where it was just easy to say, I'm tired of being on Zoom. I'm working from home rather than how about happy to be alive and to see a new day and maybe to find something new in it. Amen. Every, every, every day that you wake up is another opportunity to do something more great. More gifts. And that's what I felt like this time. I think, as I mentioned at the outset, what, what prompted this book was I felt like there were going to be gifts during this time. I didn't know what they were. I knew people that suffered and struggled and unfortunately didn't survive the, the pandemic. But I knew that there were responsibilities to, to find a deeper meaning. And that's actually what brought me to the fifth principle, because initially I thought about this idea of tolerance. And it didn't feel strong enough, this idea of we're putting up with something, we're tolerating something, and mm -hmm. that's not okay. That actually Except has a little bit of a negative connotation as well, right? When, absolutely. When you say it, so, okay. No question. And so I moved over and I said, you know what? Acceptance has power. This idea of accepting, and I felt like it's driven by flexibility, this idea that we're able to hold different feelings, emotions, and thoughts in our head and give our mind literally flex and stretch and bend. But the idea of acceptance, I believe, roots us in reality. It allows us to accept what is rather than regret what isn't. And that, I think, anchors so much of what we're talking about today. And as you said, the order is deliberate. You have kindness, you have gratitude. Right in the middle, square in the middle is integrity. Humility is so underappreciated. And, and bringing up the rear there, holding the whole thing together is acceptance. And in many ways, we, uh, we come to terms with things. We find the positive in it in order to make peace with it. So I think acceptance holds real power. It's it's a perfect, pardon the pun, it's a perfect bookend, right? Uh, kind, kindness and acceptance, and, and then everything is squeezed in, in, in the middle there. And look, folks who, who may not read books a lot, it's okay. It's not that long. It, I mean, Joshua, gets, get, it's, it's very well articulated. It's, it's very, very, it's an easy read because, again, it just makes sense. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to find the right right way of saying it again, again folks who, who, who may, again, go to Barnes and Nobles and, and, and see a, a whole shelf of, of personal development, personal health, kind of motivation, kind, kind of kind of uh, introspective books. This is one that needs to be near, near the top of the list. Right. From, from my perspective, again, I'm, I'm selling it for you. But I, again, just just what what I've read thus far of it, again, you are, are really making these, and, and I said it already, make, making these principles in life actionable, making these, these principles in life attainable, right? Again, looking at oneself, but then understanding that when you can't do it alone, you've got to have that, you've got to have that, that gratitude for the folks that are around you that are helping you be the, the person that you are. And, and I don't know where I got this. I, I put this in the, in the, in the, in the title of, of the session, stepping out of your head and becoming grounded in your foundation. Did I steal yeah. that from you? Or we had, when we, when we chatted about it, that, that was is so good. Part of was like... that's great. You feel free to use it. I got regardless, uh, regardless from there you. you so you, that's yours. Um, you're, you're, you're so right though. And that idea of stepping out of our head means, you know, 
understanding that it's more than us. And that's idea of the unself-help approach. And you talk about this book. This is a, a small book. It's meant to be the one that sits on your nightstand. And when you talked about the accessibility of it, I wanted it to be almost easy on the mind. This is mm. something that should be soothing, that should be satisfying to you to understand you know, there are elements of kindness that maybe we haven't thought about and gratitude and integrity and humility. And I always believe that this is just a perspective. That's all. I don't, and so many of these books purport to be the way this is it. And that's why I deliberately said it's a path to peace and joy. There are many things that work for many people. No one size fits all, but I think this does, this will fit many. Um, if not everyone, I think it could be applied to everyone. That was perfect. That was perfect. I, I kind of led you into, into that statement. You just, right on <laughs> So it's almost like the class of the snow, but uh, yeah. we did. But but again, I, I wanted to have, I wanted not me to say that piece, right? That I, I wanted to kind of set that up and kind of tee that up. But I want I wanted yeah, I it to come from from you per personally about the why, right? Why why this matters? Why this resonates? Why you should go and and and, and get this book and use it. Put it into action, right? No, don't just have it nice on the coffee table. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Look, it, it looks. Look, I'll I'll bring up the, uh, yeah, you know the, the cover looks looks fantastic. But you know, people love this cover. Open the, open the book, though. read read the book, and yeah. and and make it act make it actionable. That's uh, right, Joshua. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I I appreciate you for what you have done. I appreciate the conversation. I I, I think that um, I'm gonna keep your number. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna call Better. you again. I'm gonna call you again. I'm gonna email you. But we're we're gonna talk about the you know, Miami. We're gonna talk about Pittsburgh. We're gonna talk about whatever yeah. we can. But I think what what you what you bless the planet with right now is is a great um, roadmap for, and I'm gonna say it again: getting out of our heads and becoming grounded in the foundational principles that really matter, right? Kindness, gratitude, integrity. Humility, acceptance. Did I get him? I didn't even. I didn't even look at him. I want to make sure I got it right. I was right going to say, and that's that's the that's the purpose. Is that it, it comes naturally. This is an organic way of of feeling how we are inside ourselves and how we can really just be and be good to others. So I'm grateful for you having me, my friend. Honestly, this has been a blast. This has been the perfect kickoff for this special day. It's a special day for me, um, putting this out there, feeling the support and love and and and. Being on this program has, has meant everything, and uh, I can't wait to come back if you'll have me. I appreciate you, sir. Have a great day. Again, congratulations on the release Thank of the you. book. Folks, I will put the link to theunicorninyou.com in the description so you can go and get your own copy. Joshua, be good. Have a great day. Stay warm over there in the East Coast, too, brother. Thanks, James. Be well.